0: Hey, welcome to this episode. Let's chat. I'm your host, Chris Revel, coming at you from the Cat Cave in Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, we have a really, really good episode today. I, I had a lot of fun. Uh, we have a returning guest, Aaron Foss, who's the founder of Nomo Robo. Nomo Robo uh, is an app, and I swear to God, it actually works. and I'm not just saying that because he's on the show. I started using it because I've all of a sudden been getting a boatload of. Um, robocalls and like i learned a lot about stuff with this episode with aaron who's a really just nice smart dude concerned about privacy and passionate about solving real world problems and how to solve them using tech uh, and um you know all the, especially in the news all that stuff with like facebook and all that stuff with cambridge analytica it was pretty interesting so here's the guy he's working hand in hand with the ftc with you know he works with these you know what? He works all these fucking government agencies that are fucking boring that none of us give a shit about. Uh, but uh, this is a dude who's solving problems with privacy with our government, and he's such a fucking nice dude, and you can hear his passion. He loves solving problems, and he's using tech. And the new update of No More Robo, which you can download that app on uh, your iPhone or Android, I use it for my Android, and it works, I promise you, is also gonna be protecting, um, stuff within social media. So it's really cool. I. I know. It's just so interesting. Um, Aaron makes this funny point about, like, we don't have fax scams anymore. So, uh, you know, the world is changing. and There's definitely a lot of scams out there. And I know people who have personally have been scammed, and they're really sophisticated. And they just, and especially going after a different generation of people, uh, you know, older people like our grandparents, parents, varying on their level of tech. So anyway... I actually I, I can't say how much I had fun with this interview. Uh, I've, I guess the last few episodes I've been wailing back and forth. Ah, should I keep? Should I go? Should I stop? Uh, time is always something I don't have a ton of, thanks to having a baby, which is a great thing, and I love having her. Uh, but um. Whenever I get off in an episode like this, I just have this really good high, and it puts me in a really good mood. And I'm like, thank fucking God I do this show. I love it, and I'm, I ain't stopping. So Aaron, thanks for coming on, and thanks for not being like an annoying tech person. He's Fun and he's funny, and we could talk, we laugh, and we're not, he's not just hucking his product. Um, we talk about a lot of really interesting stuff, so I, I really had a lot of fun. Uh, as always, this show is a part of the CoreTemp Arts Network. Find us on coretemparts.com. Uh, there's a Facebook group you could join, check out all the other great podcasts. I'm on all the social media at Let's Chat Podcast, and today we have a sponsor. Do you have graphic design, social media, transcription, or typing needs? Benjamin Types can help you with these and more. Let us worry about your documents while respecting your budget. Find us online at benjamintypes.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Benjamin Types. We look forward to seeing how we can help you. Benjamin Types, this is a past guest, uh, Br- uh, Brie Benjamin. She's amazing. I did not know there was a market out there for professional typists, for like manuscripts and like legal firms and all this stuff. Holy shit, she's got this amazing story where she's actually made this her business, and she's so kind to come sponsor the uh, show. So please use her. I, ble- I, I, I have something I'm going to hire her for pretty soon because – Typing sucks. It's surprising how much shit out there. If you don't want to do, there's someone that you, you could pay a reasonable price. Wonderful to work with. And follow her on Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. Uh, that'd be wonderful. And as always, uh I just had a lot of iced coffee, so that's why I'm talking really fast. Let's get to it get tail glow up like the world trade Born enough the opposite of the when remember when i used to eat sardines for dinner please the raw jee prove the beat get to break folks the flux love bus start see Darren welcome welcome back um what what did we talk last so i had a child or something pass a year ago
1: yeah it was it was at least uh Thank probably you, about a man. year and a half maybe about 18 months ago Two?
0: Yeah, because I, I remember I was in a completely different apartment. I just, like, I have, like, a vague mem- I remember ca- talking to you and enjoying it, but I remember, like, I was thinking about it today. I was like, I remember being in my old bedroom. So, like, and, like you ever have those, like, moments where, like, in my head, when, when um, uh, the person, uh, Scott, hooked this up, I was like, oh, yeah. I'm like, didn't we just talk? And I had to, like, look back and, like, oh, you know, that was crazy like, about two that. Years actually, ago. So, I was, I, I, was,
1: uh, I got a, an email from, uh, on LinkedIn, from some guy that I had spoken to. Um, it was good, like, two, maybe three years ago. It was about No More Robo. And three years ago, I was telling him about how we had like uh, 215,000 users and, uh, you know, just kind of shooting the shit and, and telling him these things. And uh, when I went back and I was looking at these things because he's like, oh, how are things going? Is it still going well? Um, as of today, we have, uh, you know, like 1.6 million. And, and the numbers that I was giving him, Jesus. you know, again, like two or three years ago were huge back then, but they are tiny today. Like last month, we stopped uh, we stopped 30 million robocalls in a month, right? A million robocalls a day, and uh, when we first launched, right, it was 150,000 robocalls in the entire first month. So the scale of this. But I'm, I'm with you, man. It's, it's just crazy when time keeps on moving. And you said you have a kid. I'm sure that you look back and like, you know, it moves so quickly. It's just like that with startups and with, uh, with companies like this. Well,
0: you know, it's funny. I do remember our previous conversation, and you—I remember you specifically. It's something I—I I didn't, I didn't go back and listen. I remember you telling me that some people get their lives ruined by robocalls, mm-hmm. and some people don't get them. I just don't get a ton. My wife, one of those people. I mean, she was getting uh, actually after she signed mm-hmm. up for the app shortly after we had talked, and I, my parents—I gave it to everyone, <laughs> everyone I know because it's fucking incredible, and just like that, on a dime, they just stopped. But like, it's like the—I'm getting a lot now, so I'm going to sign up for my personal f- my phone as well, but it's like the, um, it's like the wild West right now of like those bullshit calls. So I have a, my work, my, my job job. Um, I have like a work phone and they're just recycled numbers yep. that all the company uses. So I have a phone by someone who is from my, I could tell from the calls from a lot of debt collectors and parole officers <laughs> that but it's not my phone. So I can't download the app on it, but it's just like, it's insane. And, but I mean, obviously the app works and that's, man, it's just I still th- I can't believe it's I mean, I'm just I'm so happy it's out there. But God damn, are those fucking robocalls annoying? Because once that law went into so they can call cell phones, it was
1: just downhill. Well, that's the thing, right? Because and this is the number one thing that I keep on on hearing when I talk to people and probably anybody who's listening to this podcast, right? They're like, well, my phone number's on the do not call list. Why am I still getting these calls? And that's the part where, you know, again, I'm, I'm speaking at um, at a Senate uh, hearing on Thursday down in D.C. And, uh, you know, I, I did this a couple of years ago and, uh, you know, I've talked at industry events and, and it's always the same kind of thing. Everybody's like, OK, you know, put your number on the do not call list and don't answer um, unknown numbers and, and obviously, you know, use use. You know, apps and blocking like like No More Robo and things, but I think the time has come for the government to actually take a different stance, right? Like with these calls, it's all been you know opt out in the past, right? Okay, so if I put my name on the do not call list, I really think that we have to start flipping it around, saying it's opt in. Like you cannot call somebody's phone with a, you know, a pre-recorded message or to try and sell them something unless they've given you, you know, express written permission, period, end of story, make it very easy. I, I also don't know why there's this differentiation, just like you were saying, between, you know, mobile and landlines. What is it? What does it matter? Or even even if it's on, on Skype or WhatsApp and, you know, all these different uh, uh, technologies now for communication, why does it matter how this is, is they're communicating with you. Nobody wants to get these calls, right? Obviously, there's the, the, the good ones and everything like that. But all the scams, everything like that. And as you said, they're just getting worse now. So I know you guys have a Facebook update, which is something that's interesting. And mm-hmm. so you're talking to the Senate.
0: And one thing which is topical in the news, the Zuckerberg, uh, uh, when you know, just testified in front of Congress, which a lot of people made this point, not me. Uh, it's so interesting mm-hmm. to see how much the people of our body of government that we elect know absolutely nothing about technology i mean i make what you're doing i think is a little more in the weeds so like oh, okay maybe only ftc should know this kind of stuff but like facebook's the most basic fucking thing and you're like who is it oh, or hatch like what is this facebook you talk about i mean and it, it, it's it's so you i mean you you're the one like i mean we need people like you we need the private industry to step in because our government just doesn't even have a sense of what this is and i'm glad we have good people in there like you
1: that, that's exactly. And listen, consumers and uh, you know regulators and lawmakers. Nobody understands the technology like like us, like the technologists. And that's really where you know the, the the laws can help out, and the technology can help out. And that's why we all have to be aligned. But you're exactly right. Right, my job is to um, create technology, make it easy, and then tell people about it, and tell our, our lawmakers what they can do to to make it even better. So
0: what's uh, Facebook? Uh, I know there was a Facebook, announcement, a Facebook announcement you guys had. I'm excited to hear about I don't know much about it. It's fun to go in kind of cold so we can learn it together. Everyone listen.
1: Yeah. You know what happened? So the, the number one thing with No More Robo has been robocall blocking. So it was, you know, we started on landlines, and then we launched uh, a mobile product with Apple um, with iOS 10. And so we've always kind of been uh, squarely right over there. With with uh, iOS 11, we announced uh, Robo um, sorry, spam text blocking. So if you ever get any of these, you know, crazy, you know, penis pill uh, yes. text messages, we also now stepped in and uh, and blocked that. And uh, when we were looking at other features, right, because our job really is, yes, it's on the, the phone side, but what else can we do? And so when this whole Facebook thing came around and with the privacy tracking and all these ad block, you know, all these crazy ads that are popping up, um, I was really kind of inspired when uh, my mom got a new phone and uh, I was setting something up. I, I have an ad blocker on, on my phone. And uh, I'm on her phone and all this crazy crap is popping up. And it's like your phone is infected. I felt responsible. I was like, wait, I didn't put a, an ad blocker and like tra- you know tracking protection on your phone. And she just kind of stared at me. And I said, uh, you know what? That should be in No More Robo. So, yes, we, we basically built in an ad blocker and the, the tracker protection. So these things like with Facebook where they, uh, and the ad networks where they you know follow you everywhere. Have you ever gone to like a website once and looked up something and then all of a sudden for the next month, that ad is tracking you down. Um, so yes, we built that all into No More Robo. So now we protect you from the calls, from the text messages uh other kind of bad guys on the web um and the best part we didn't even increase the price same same kind of thing so um yeah we we're really excited about about that just again from the consumer protection side also um people don't need to know uh all the stuff that goes into it all they need to know is that they're protected. no that's yeah no i'm sure everyone listening is doing this thing and and that now people are kind
0: of talking about this it. and it's creepy too right sometimes it's like you just mm. you're talking about something and facebook had that thing if you didn't turn it off they're basically listening to everything you say or alexa or all these things and like you talk about like shoes and then all of a sudden like why am i getting like a zappos commercial or then they were getting like really targeted um so and then it's um we had this really weird experience of like i'm sure you've heard that thing but like advertisers can know uh when you're pregnant before you're pregnant i don't know if that's true but it's always the same Mm -hmm. and um so my wife and I had struggled with IVF, but we we have Hulu and all those types of things. Mm-hmm. And probably because of the purchases we were making, the advertisers kept thinking that they, I my this is my theory must have thought that we were having a child, mm-hmm. but we were about three years off. So I'm watching commercials now for constantly targeting at me for someone with a three year old when I have a one year old, but the whole time struggle with IVF and just constant reminders for like diapers commercials. You're like, Oh my God. So I know it wasn't perfect, but like, and that's all because of our internet search history was just like that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. Did you hear about that one that, that target kind of went wrong with is that their, their algorithms, this was offline. They would uh, mail people coupons and these coupon books and things. um, And they, they, uh, they started mailing um, like like pregnancy things and uh, you know, diapers and things to, uh, to a house and uh the of fa- uh, the you know was a, a younger woman and the father went in you know stormed into the target and said why are my why is my daughter getting all these ads for uh you know for diapers and everything she's not pregnant how dare you and everything and you know everybody at target who was working there was like i, I don't know we don't handle those things uh, just a couple of days later, he came back and he had to apologize because uh, it turns out that she actually was pregnant and hadn't told the, the family. And so, yeah, those algorithms have gotten so good that they know before everybody – That did. is where I heard all that. I'm so glad you said that because I couldn't remember the story, but that's
0: exactly where I remember – yes, I do it's remember that.
1: creepy as hell. And this is the thing, like, again, regular – again, okay, on the good side is, right, like, I don't need to get ads for diapers. I don't have any kids. So in theory, you know, you can go and dial in the the stuff that's relevant, but, you know, anything, you know, with great power comes great responsibility, right? And so often all of these advertisers um, will will just run, you know, horribly awry with that stuff.
0: Well, I always like the argument. It's like, we're doing this for you so you can have a better ad experience. No, yeah, yeah but
1: no. But nobody out there no.
0: wants ads.
1: Yeah, not, no, that is not it, why they're doing it, it. Buy my shit. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. They, they're looking to spend the least amount of money to target the highest uh, uh, group of people that are going to go and buy it. And and to your point, right, you mentioned before with the debt collectors and things, when you start using those tools to uh, start targeting people um, with, with certain diseases or certain uh, socioeconomic backgrounds or things – Wow. I mean, that stuff. And and if if you think, you know, every time you use one of those shopping cards uh, in like the supermarket or something, I, I always push the button that, you know, don't have my card, forgot my card or whatever, because, you know, who knows where that data is going. Uh, and then when they go and tie in the online and the offline and everything, it's insane. So like you're on the opposite side of all this stuff with privacy you're one of the people actually
0: trying to protect it so someone like see, i don't even think i was i know we were talking in the beginning um there's like a bunch of stuff i i don't understand and i i would say i'm pretty tech savvy but i'm not i mean i'm i think i'm the generation where i don't understand snapchat but i use social media but so like there's just so many things mm-hmm. that like when we were chatting with uh, scott i was just like i don't understand the third word like slack and discord and all these types of things so maybe mm-hmm. i don't know as much but so can you walk it through to someone who's like more my speed like wh- i didn't know you could have ad blockers for your phone first off so like what should i be doing i know definitely getting no more robo because that sounds amazing but like what yeah. are the privacy stuff should are you people the good people like you fighting for and we could be doing like the to us non-techies
1: yeah, absolutely. And and you know what, this is, uh, everybody would say, well, you know, there's two ways of thinking about this, right? Well, I have nothing to hide, it doesn't really matter. But it's not about hiding, right? It's like, would you really want somebody like rooting around in your underwear drawer and like looking at your garbage and everything? like, it's not that you're hiding anything. It's just that I think that everybody has this, this right to privacy, right? Especially here in America, right? Like we can close the door and lock it and, you know, physically barricade, you know, make a a buffer between the us and the outside world and everything. But that, that online um, threat where it comes right into your, you know, right into your computer, right into your phone. That's in your pants. Like literally, you couldn't get closer um, than that. So on the, on the privacy side, well, so, and let's let's divide it up too. There's the privacy side and there's the annoyance side. So robocalls uh, in general are are annoying and they also go and scam people out of you know millions of of dollars every single year. Um, again, we use a robocall blocker. Any you know, there's a bunch of them out there now. I personally love no More Robo because it's my own product. On the privacy side, you know, also using um, our product, and we can stop those ads, uh, which are, again, annoying, and the trackers, which go through there. And on Facebook, uh, they don't make it easy at all. But if you regularly go and check out um, all those privacy things and turn them all off, even ones that look innocuous in general, same deal on your phone, right? Like if you have a, an iPhone, you go into uh, settings and there's now – and uh, Apple is very, very privacy conscious, there's now a whole tab that says privacy. So what they've done is you can give granular access to different apps on what they can see. Right. So, you know, Uber needs to know your location uh, when you're requesting an Uber, but does it need to know your location 24 hours a day, seven days a week? Right. I, I don't want Uber to know that. Okay. When, when we're, when we're interacting and we're doing that fine, you can have that. And, and, you know, again, on the iOS side, um, you can do that Android also has some more granular kinds of things again, turning all those things off in um, in in Facebook but unfortunately, you know the world we live in right now you can't avoid it all. We really do need to kind of keep on upping the game of um, you know you know blocking um, blocking the companies from trying to 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 do this, there's nothing illegal about what they're doing in general. You know, uh, obviously the uh, the news that's been uh, yeah. going on right now. In that case, there might have been some illegal things, but just going going and targeting you with the ads isn't necessarily illegal. But I don't think anybody wants to be followed around everywhere they go, both on and offline. Have
0: you heard that story of um like a secret military United States military base was like discovered because of a Fitbit tracker?
1: Yeah. 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 I saw that, that, that electronic one. Right. Because it just kept on. That's, that's the thing that's about this. And listen, I don't understand why people love those fitness trackers. I mean, I kind of understand, but like, yeah, that was kidding. Yeah, that was exactly like everybody on the, the base was right running around, literally running. And they had these, the GPS trackers and then they, the, um the fitness tracker company. Uh, started putting like the the most ran you know o- overlaying on, on a map and everything and when you went and correlated those two things you found military bases. It's exactly it's, it's so insanity. here's the thing.
0: This is the military who should be thinking fo- so forward thinking with this type of stuff. Like we wouldn't let you bring I don't know. I imagine you can't bring a smartphone to a secret base in Thailand. But they're like oh Fitbit okay. <laughs> Nobody thinks, well, and it's a watch, right? Like uh, in theory, no one thought of that, and that, and that's you know these are the unintended consequences that could really have real world effect of on a global scale. Which I know this is an extreme, but like, it just sounds so stupid. I, I'm with you,
1: and right, like think about how many now you have devices, and, and even on my you know, right, we're talking into microphones here, which are obvious, and when we're recording and things that makes sense. But everybody has a you know microphones that are just kind of hanging out, you know. If, you know, people wanted to, it's, it's, and I don't mean, you know, your neighbor or anything like that, but, you know, nation states, why wouldn't they be able to go and jump in on that? And even if it's crazy, you can sometimes use like headphones as a microphone, right? Like you can kind of do it wow. you know, backwards and things, you know, now you start putting on your tinfoil hat of, well, you know, is everything being monitored and everything? I don't know how far I go there. Um, but just the general kinds of pieces that, listen, you know, you shouldn't be blocked from seeing your, your, you know, friends and family's kids and cat pictures and everything that they're posting on Facebook. I'm not saying that Facebook is the, the, the demon spawn of the internet or anything like that. People like it and it serves utility, but at the same point, and this is the, the, the cliche, if, you know, if you're not paying for it, you are the product, but I, I, I don't, I think it's a little bit of a cop out, you know, but, well, if you don't like it, then don't use it. No, that, you know, that's not the way it works right like think about it like if you're in a, in a relationship right you have a, a problem with your significant other you know your significant other doesn't say well if you don't like it leave right no that's not the way it works right <laughs> if you don't like it let's go and talk about it and see what we can do and and try and fix things and everything like that it's uh, you know everybody breaking up with facebook i don't think is going to happen uh yeah. is facebook going to change their their uh, maybe a little bit but ultimately there has to be some uh consumer responsibility to 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 do these things for themselves
0: and consumer education because i mean i think the loudest voices in tech are right now the shittiest and there's good people (laughs) like you out there you know i mean tech is huge i feel like our government was just fucking kissing uh tech's ass for quite the long time and it was this wonderful wonderful thing and believe me it is but i think now you're kind of seeing the flip side of like you know like there was this it was just kind of odd because all these industries are like uh, like Uber and Lyft and Airbnb are just kind of allowed to squeak squeak by without regulation, and now I think now you're seeing um, the kind of flip side of like, oh maybe we need to do more,
1: but then I'm so I'm learning yeah. they don't know what it is, <laughs> and this happens all the time, right? Every, Any new technology, always, always, always. This I I you know we can't even think about it. this has probably happened you know thousands of times even before we were. Born and it will continue to happen, and this is where you, you you know, you have to be diligent. uh, Diligent, that's the wrong word. Diligent, right? You have to kind of make sure that you're controlling these things and not letting the technology um, control yourself i mean come on you, you probably see it in in you know people in your own lives or maybe even yourself right like it's this habit of you know you take out your phone you check your email you check facebook you check instagram you do all these things and then you put it down and then you go do five minutes of work and then you check your email and then you check your voicemail and then you check your instagram and everything like that like now what happens when you layer in all these companies that are tracking what mm. you're doing and making they call it like this mosaic pattern right so if people i mean come on look if you look at your even just your credit card statement right I find it kind of weird sometimes like when I think about it like I'll go out, you know, go and get gas and I'll stop at the supermarket and and then I have those that stack of receipts and I go and look at them like that documents everybody knows exactly anybody who's looking at that data knows exactly where I'm going, what I'm doing, the the restaurants that I'm am um, eating at, you know, the the if you take it one more level of the things that you're buying, right, again Target knows a lot about you. All of these companies are knowing a lot about you and then you throw the online side on because everybody's always on Facebook and Instagram and everything it is and i don't and i want to be a part of it too so i'm glad i because it's yeah i like people
0: i like connecting i like so that's why it's it's nice to learn that there's a privacy side to it that isn't like mr robot where you have to like be like be on the dark web or whatever which i haven't seen the new season but like you don't have to have an extreme like what you what you're providing um I mean, I'm using you obvious example because we're speaking, uh, but it's, uh, I, it's nice to hear another yeah. voice of tech would be like, okay, but here's, we can still do this and we
1: can have privacy and not be annoyed. That's, that's exactly it. And like, it's like, um, like security systems, right? Like, so, okay, there is the, the police and they protect everyone, but you can also go and get a security system in your own house. You know, w- at what point do, um. Uh, you know, the at what point do we say consumers need to you know, research this and do it on their own? And what point can we say, uh, you know, to to uh, what point is the government supposed to go and protect the people? Yeah, there's a certain level of that. Um, and again, I don't know what the, the what the, the balance is, right? And everybody has their own definition and things. So, you know, I don't really I don't really have an answer for it other than you have to be vigilant and be aware and use, you know, again, technology uh, that that is out there to protect yourself against the technology that's out there.
0: And like as like younger like parents, uh, my kid will have a cell phone when they're I don't know, whenever kids are getting cell phone. And um, I don't know there's, there's this author who I love and um, he wrote this great book called So You've Been Publicly Shamed. I don't know if you ever read it. It'd be no. right up here. John Ronson, he's. Wonderful guy, but he was talking, um, I heard him on this uh, podcast, and saying, he's like, when you are giving your child a cell phone, you are literally giving them access to Al-Qaeda. Not that you shouldn't give your kid a cell phone, but you have to inform yourself of uh, how these work and what it does. And like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 33. So I'm, I'm in that perfect age where I had complete unadulterated internet access. And my parents had no idea what a computer was. Now, like yeah, sure. my nephew and my daughter will not have that experience. i I'm like, Oh, <laughs> I know what you're doing on there. Like I had MySpace when like before social media, I had Facebook before parents could be on there. You know, sure. I kind of, I guess, I don't know if that's the golden age, but it was, uh, it was different. <laughs> you could do a lot more
1: stuff. Well, you know what's interesting too is that as it becomes more and more ingrained just in society, right? And again, using we, – we say they're cell phones, right? And again, like with No More Robo Protects Cell Phones. But a cell phone now is a computer that you carry around with you everywhere. And everybody's on, you know, again, a tablet or a PC or anything like that. As they become more and more ubiquitous, as they get cheaper and cheaper, as we have wireless everywhere, these concerns that – yeah, no – yeah. Back in the day, we used like modems, right? Like dial up modems. I remember <laughs> using BBSs as a as a teenager and everything. Okay. Nobody else is going to be hooking up their modem, like, you know, a 2400 uh, baud modem and getting, you know, through this, unless you know exactly what you're doing of the technology. Now, everybody gets a phone and it's in their pocket. And by default, they're sharing all this stuff. And, and I mean sharing in a literal sense of you know everybody's taking uh, pictures and selfies and duck faces and whatever, and then also what you're sharing that you don't know, like, and it's like metadata, right? When you say that word, everybody starts, oh well, I don't need to worry about that. that's nerd talk. But like when you take a photo and it has uh, the metadata of where that was taken and the latitude and longitude. If you take a picture in your house, there could be metadata attached to that photo that people could then go and correlate to figure out where you live. Right. And you are sharing that photo because you think that there's one piece of it, but there's a lot of other data. Um, and it gets creeper again on the robocall side, uh, just something I'm intimately familiar with a new um, robocall tactic is that they're trying to scam Medicare and Medicaid, um, Uh, recipients, and they know their first name, they know their last name, they know their Medicare ID number, and all of these give it more validity, you know, with with all the data breaches and everything that are coming out, your data is everywhere, which, okay, so everybody, well, I changed my password and everything, but when you go and put that all together, and then you go and take a nefarious side where you're trying to scam people, and then all these things, you know, oh, well, you know, Mrs. Smith, your doctor told us uh, we can, you know, uh, go and charge your Medicare number, you know, one, two, three, or whatever, and all of a sudden that person thinks that this is not a scam. And that's, that's really where it gets very, very dangerous. Dude, I'm
0: so glad you said that because I just remembered that I was talking about no more Robo before, uh, maybe a few months ago. I don't think my boss will ever hear this. Um, so I, uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield had a – this is a very public thing mm-hmm. that they were basically getting people – robo-calling people, not the company Blue Cross Blue Shield, but a robo-call yeah. posing as Blue Cross Shield. were calling people and posing as them and stealing people's social security information. I work through a company, through Blue yeah. Cross. so And um, I have like a, a younger intelligent client. Uh, so people think that you're stupid if you get scammed, but that's actually not the truth. And um. No. Um, no, they talk, no no they, they kind of alerted me They're like yeah i gave them some information and then i kind of figured it together and then i i figured it out and it wasn't them and all of a sudden i went to the website and we had to, i had to have some meetings we talked to some people at blue cross and i had to make a big statement in the website but like the scams are good and the person that i who kind of figured out they were being scammed like they didn't give away their social or anything but like it was so good it was just like, hello. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. my name. Hi, Chris Revel. This is so-and-so from blue. It's the same script that your insurance company would call. and, they, and But it, it was just and clearly from a different country. And it was just like – and the number even popped up though as uh, the area code of the state that we're in even though that co- – I don't know where the call came from. Yep. So that was another interesting thing. It was like, yeah, it's weird. So like clearly I don't think they were in this – I live in Rhode Island. I doubt they were in Rhode Island. But the number looked legit. And, uh, but I mean, if he had no yeah. robo for a non ad show, no, but like,
1: <laughs> well, you yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you're bringing up a couple of po- a couple of different pieces. So the first part is right again, now on the privacy side and everybody trying to like, you know, fool their victims and, and scam, scam them. But you, you said one of those things, not only do they use again, like a Rhode Island number or something, they'll, it's called neighbor spoofing where they'll call you from, um, A number that looks like it's like down the street, right? Same area code and exchange. And it's just like different last digits. And then because, again, if you especially if you have kids, if you have um, uh, people that, uh, you know, everybody knows people around. And so then, well, this number isn't in my contact list and it's not an 800 number or something. Oh, let me go and answer it. And then it's one of these scams. Um, and it actually happened. <laughs> it was it was rather ironic. And again, I'm, I'm not I'm not giving a pitch for my own product, uh, even though I, I use it all the time. My, my uncle recently um, went into the hospital, and I didn't know it. He was calling me from the hospital, so there was the, this unknown number popped up on my uh, on my phone. Um, but again, I, I have my, my own product. And, I don't, and so I answer all unknown numbers. And it turns out it was, uh, was him in the hospital. I was like, wow, I was really glad that I was able to get that call, right? The opposite side of this. And then you know, maybe a, a couple of hours later, I get another call from, a, a, a local number that's, you know, the, the area code around here. Again, I answer it and it was actually one of my uncle's friends who had just found out and my uncle had given him his number and we were coordinating to go and help him and things like that. So yeah, looking at it from both sides of it, a, the scammers are trying to get you to pick up the, um, the phone uh, by making it look like it is local and and again if it's from Blue Cross and saying who they are or saying that your doctor already did that and on the other side now a lot of people are missing a lot of if that if I hadn't picked that up okay maybe it would have gone to it would have gone to voicemail but having to go and track that down again I've, I've been through phone you know phone. Uh, The phone zoo over at at the hospital and everything like that. Instead, I was able to answer the call, find out who it was, what was going on, and then help out my uncle. And those are the things that like, again, yes, the the technology has gotten to the point where nobody is answering the phone anymore unless you absolutely know that person. And that's ridiculous because communication is like the number one thing that like human beings do. And if now all of a sudden, again, the whole thing is, well, don't use Facebook if you're worried about it. Don't use your phone. Don't answer that's stupid advice. How about how about we all right saying like the technologists right rather than trying to make an app for like sharing cat photos, uh, our job is to solve real problems and this privacy, uh, and this this space the security uh, privacy space is and again not getting scammed and things is just red hot right now because everybody is on. One side of it, uh, you know, either the good side or the bad side. I've never heard that word neighbor spoofing. That makes so
0: much sense why I always yeah. get the – I would get those calls with um, my area code from my – I live in a state – my phone number is from Connecticut but I live in Rhode Island. But I always yeah. get these weird 203 numbers and I always think it's a family member and I have um, like grandparents and people, family members in the hospital. There I mean the, the whole story you just said have you ever had now maybe you can answer this i'm sorry to put you on the spot but like have you ever had your own number call you because i've had that once and i didn't understand what it was and i got really freaked out
1: yeah same deal so that's that's covered under this whole neighbor spoofing and again the reason that they do that is so that people get confused or they think wait what's going on here and it's all these robocall scammers are trying to do is get you to answer the phone, right? This is, and again, even if you're not technical, and a lot of the people probably are listening, um, in marketing and on internet, it's called like a funnel, right? Like you you throw a bunch of people in the top, like we were just talking about, like, you know, people, you know, you make them aware of what's going on. And then as it gets down to the, the bottom of that funnel, right, more and more people fall off the sides of it. And finally, the people that are left at the bottom are the ones who ultimately get scammed. So, If you get more people Mm. pushed into the top of the funnel, right, by making it look like even if it's by accident, right? Oh, wait, that's my phone number. Let me just answer it. By the time they start their whole spiel, right, it's not going to work on people like, like you and me in specific. But there's hundreds of millions of people out there, and even if they just have a small amount of people that fall for it. That's worth a lot of money to them, um, and and again, it's it's really kind of sad and scary. And that's how it's. Do you owned. have any
0: estimates of how much money gets lost to scams? Is that something you have to do within your research or for your sales pitches?
1: Yeah. So according to the FTC, it's close to a, a half a billion dollars every wow. year, and that's based on their that's based on their data. Of reported crime. So it's also where they see where that started. And every single day, every single year, you know, every single month, more and more of these scams are beginning on the phone, right? People are like, okay, email, yes, everybody's getting spam. And but everybody knows, okay, that's not a Nigerian prince. Now with the telephone, though, and, and Chris, you have to remember also is that The phone, especially for older people, it used Mm -hmm. to be trusted. You you remember growing up, right? You would get the phone would ring and everything would stop, right? Even if you're eating dinner or something, that was like a big deal back then. Or like
0: you would take the phone off the hook when like Roseanne or Seinfeld was on or something. (laughs)
1: right i mean it's i mean again you know kids today don't remember that right but that's exactly it and then especially with the older people they trust the phone they don't understand that it's you know that even you know that caller id is not who it is or if somebody is calling you that they might not be um uh who they say they are and that's you know that's i we actually had an email that was sent uh, this is this is the one i sent around to everybody it was just it you know I sometimes lose sight. Uh, I think we all do, right? Because we're in the, in the weeds of the technology and writing code and blocking the robocalls and that kind of thing. But sometimes I kind of lose sight of the, the other person that's on there. And a guy wrote in and said that um, he actually has a head injury and that he just, you know, he started off with, thank you so much for your product, he said I have a, a head injury. And um, a lot of those uh, phone calls were confusing and a lot of them fooled me. He's like, I installed it. And uh, it just made my life better. And he's just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm so thankful for it. I'm like, yeah, exactly. I read the email. I'm like, again, we get a bunch of, you know, we get a fair share of everybody yelling at us that uh, it, it didn't work. This one slipped through, don't, you know, whatever. But the ones that are like that where it's a real, you know, you can kind of put a, a face to that person. Um, those yeah. are the kinds of, and that guy, that guy has a hard life, right? And if anything can make it easier, again, a, an app for sharing cat pictures and trying to jam some, you know, crazy new food down your throat or whatever that get, trying to get you to, what is it? The order pizza differently or whatever. But like these kinds of things that I, that me and, and my team are, are working on are the things that have real impact on real people. And I just, again, like everybody's always looking for the next big thing in, um, In uh, in tech and in you know Silicon Valley and everything like that, but there is a ton of these problems that have real people that are getting really scammed and losing money, and that's that's the thing I think that's that's best about my job, right? I I get to stand in between the scammers and those people, and that's you know I think that's just a great place to be.
0: No, I think I'm sure I asked you this last time, or anytime I talk to tech people, do you watch the show Silicon Valley? Of course. Yeah. (laughs) Is it true to life? I mean, I know you're in New York, but you must know
1: those people. I do. Um, I actually know the, uh, the chief technical consultant on that, uh, on that show. It is, uh, sometimes actually even like a couple of seasons, I'm watching, it just hits so close to home. Like they just really, really nailed, uh, okay. So they wrap up a storyline in a, in a half an hour or something like that. But so many of those things, you know, are, uh, plucked from reality it really is again like the pizza app right i didn't when get- you
0: said the pizza thing i was wondering if you were referring to that episode <laughs> that was the joke
1: yeah <laughs> and there literally is a company that that it's that's called slice right that's what they do they're just really good at seo they go and beat out the local pizza places and then take the order and send it to the pizza place it's it's
0: okay I yeah, was it's
1: that was real that <laughs> sounds so stupid but <laughs> yeah but no it's been it's there right <laughs> never underestimate right whenever you say like oh, that's really stupid it, it it's probably being done. so who
0: is i'm sorry you said you know the consultant the chief the, the CTO consultant
1: yeah the chief technical consultant so they he was actually he has uh, started a couple of startups and he's you know in this circle what's
0: his name uh, i feel like Todd's, he must have been on some of those
1: yeah todd silverstein yeah really good guy like,
0: i'm sure i've seen him on those hbo uh inside things i've
1: watched those because yeah. um and that's and again I, mean, he, I think he was even saying like uh, when they want they didn't want to just because even you know if you watch like ER and you know all those you know like those the shows that are again are plucked from the headlines, inevitably you're watching that. And and everybody who's in that uh you know, like a doctor or a nurse or anything is like, that's not what a real ER looks like or anything like that. But from yeah, from me, like I'm a real startup guy, and I'm like, yeah, no, that's exactly the way uh, it was actually funny. We were, we were talking about doing um, years ago. Uh, well, we still are about how we protect uh, traditional landlines, and we we kept on talking about building a box and actually, you know, having that. And for old, you know, old timey phones and things. And so then, right, the whole Silicon Valley line with the box. I'm like, wow, this is oh my, is hilarious. So
0: how are you, when Gavin Belson signs it as a sociopath. Yeah, (laughs) I love the end of season one where it just was an ultimate mathematical dick joke. And it turns out that math is is someone that actually had to do that math.
1: Exactly. Oh, it's exactly it. That. I love that show. But you know what? Look, the attention to detail, right? And and that's, I think, for anything. Like, again, you know, you know, uh, you don't just have a, a successful podcast like yours by just turning on a microphone and talking to people, right? The the people that were, okay, so what are we going to talk about? And what's the preparation that you're going to do? And how is it going to happen? And everybody, you know, the, the joy of listening to the podcast goes to the listener, right? It's it's my job to make sure I'm a good guest. It's your job to make sure that you're a good host, right? It's even just like a party, right? That's why I, I, I mentor a lot of people, um, entrepreneurs and, and uh, college students. And um, what, what a lot of people say, like, oh, you know, I have this idea to start a coffee shop or something. And I'll say, like, well, why do you want to do that? They're like, oh, well, you know, me and my friends, we love hanging out at the coffee shop and everything. So we should start our own coffee shop. <laughs> and what they don't realize is, you know, okay, you got to go and deal with HR problems and you got to deal with the employees and you got to go deal with health codes and the toilets backed up and like, you have to love running the business, the the business, right? Sitting there and drinking coffee with your friends that goes to the, to the oh, customer. And, and I think the attention to details. Yeah. Like with, a, again, with a, with a movie, with, um, any kind of, you know, comic books and action stuff like it when you just you want to get just wrapped up in the story and you, if you think about how many you know thousands of, of people and millions of hours and everything like that uh, make that in in my case right like we spend every week and we have a team of eight people here right eight people every single day I'm always thinking about this stuff and we're always putting in new things and all anybody knows is like okay I don't get those calls anymore and that's I think a really great um, even as we're talking, right? Like the the, the smoothness that you can get uh, targeted, uh, uh, you know, everywhere you go online and offline is the same theory that we're using to go and protect people from. It's our job to protect, our meaning the technologist, right? Like that is our job. It's the regulator's job and the, the legislator's job to make it easier for companies and individuals like myself. And then ultimately people have better lives. And I think that that's really the I think that's the, the the secret to success.
0: And if you're not the one making, and if you're not the one making the world a better place, well, God damn it, Aaron, you don't want to live in it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's true, right? Like, and everybody says like, so know, that's it. a Silicon Valley yeah. joke. That's yeah. not yeah. <laughs> person. They say like, you know, scratch your own itch. That that's that's even in yeah. Silicon Valley. That's why I think a lot of people. Uh, what, what what was that one that that Juicero, right? It was like a eight hundred dollar juicer. Okay, <laughs> you know, there, there's probably a lot of 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 Silicon Valley venture capitalists that. Actually, do want an eight hundred dollar juicer, but you know what? There's a lot more people who, for uh, you know, get these robocalls, and I, I think it's—I wouldn't be on the juicer team. <laughs>
0: yeah, awesome. So, where can people uh, find the product and uh, like um, website?
1: Yeah. I'm guessing I didn't know
0: it was an app, but you guys have a website too.
1: Yeah, just on the check it out. Yeah, it's uh, it's nomorobo. dot uh, Search for nomorobo. If you even just Google robocalls, uh, wow. I think we're the second or third one, we're right under like the FTC and Wikipedia. Uh, we pop up. Um, stop Robo calls or anything we're in the Apple uh, uh, app store just uh, search for nomo Robo'll pop up Android also we have our Android app just search for nomo Robo there um, or just ask your friends because uh, yeah we have you know million and a half people that are using it and it it's um, it's going really well that's a big jump from when we talked like a couple years ago too it's it's crazy it really is we're getting two thousand users a day um coming in uh both on uh, you know on combined landline and mobile uh just when and, and you even said it the problem has been getting worse right we've been i've been in this game for four years and it was bad four years ago and it's still bad today if anything it's it's worth so and really you know i i hate this this term but it really it's that shared responsibility right we as uh you know members of the community of the united states right if we just do these little things, right? If we just make it that these calls don't get through, if we just uh, continually are vigilant and protect ourselves, then the robocallers won't be able to do it. It won't make economic sense, right? The reason that they're doing it is because it works, and the reason they're doing it is because not everybody has robocall protection, right? This, I'm I'm sure that you're getting, you know, th- there's very few fax scams <laughs> nowadays, right? But they used to be they used to be huge, right? Right, but like. Okay they've moved on from that and they you know it's like the whole uh, why do you rob the bank you know that's where the money is so everybody really needs to to use these technologies um, it's on, uh, with no more robo it's available on on landlines for free uh, on mobile it's a, a two-week trial and then it's uh, two bucks a month or twenty dollars for the whole year so it's you know it's, it works out to be like a nickel a day and not only are you protecting yourself and your family but you're contributing to everybody. In the country, getting less of these because if these calls don't get through, eventually the robocalls will realize it's not economically viable. For them. Man, you are a,
0: a, a, a fucking hell of a salesman too, by the way. <laughs> Is that part of the I'm of you know, Again, I, I, I,
1: it's you know, it, I, I have a, I have a rule here. I, well, everybody always asks me, what's the secret to entrepreneurship? I say yeah, it's two things. I said, make something people want, and don't be an asshole. And most people can't <laughs> do either one of them, right? And if you're, and it's usually the last part, right? There will be people you can connect the dots, right? And what I find is that, you know, this is just something. I don't even want to say passionate, right? I'm not. I'm not passionate about robocalls or anything. What I am very passionate about is solving complex problems. In a very simple way and it's simple for the consumer to go and use so yeah i I mean i love talking about the stuff again with with people like yourself and with your listeners um because sometimes we all get kind of caught up in those those hero stories of right like the you know whoever it may be and you know jeff bezos was driving cross-country writing the business plan or you know any of those kinds of things but there's a ton more just small companies that are just doing their thing protecting people we're offering them, you know, a service that they they really want. You know, we've, we're we're recording this in a specific set Identity of software crazy. that's made for podcasters, right? This is making right podcasters' lives better. Even everybody who's listening to this, right, downloading it from um from Apple or for Android. Now there's a whole bunch of uh, other apps that you can use to get podcasts. Like this, everybody has their own radio station. If, if you remember yeah. Yeah, back in the day, like it was a pirate radio or you can only get to a, a small group of people. That's what's awesome about this. And then these ecosystems, you know, bubble up around it. So people start podcasting, then people start making companies to help podcasters. All these things happen and it's happening on the robocall side. People are getting scammed. Nobody was out there doing anything. I kind of came into this whole game and now it's it's getting really big. And now there's a ton of competition, right? I I, I take that as a really uh, a really cool uh a really cool thing that i was able to make happen because um you know that that doesn't really happen all the time and you know say it like proves the market and everything i just see it every day like those emails that i get from people just thanking me and i see it every day in the number of robocalls that we're blocking and and that really is what drives me to to kind of keep on getting the word out
0: oh Aaron, thank you so much this is so fun i haven't recorded in a minute so this is a, a really fun one to <laughs> jump back into
1: no problem, man. Again, anytime you, you – yeah, anytime. Uh, I, I love talking to you. I love talking uh, to, to all the listeners and getting the word out. Yeah,
0: I feel like I learned.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, I'm glad to help on out.
0: Let's Chat with Revel and Friends is part of Courts and Parts, a podcast network featuring pop culture, TV, and movie podcasts. Check out our other shows, That Popped us Live, Talking Shondaland, We Got Five, and TV Ate My Brain at courtsandparts.com.